VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Busy weekends are a breeze with American Express Platinum Card. 8 a.m., wait to board plane in the Centurion Lounge. <sighs> Much better. 2 p.m., grab seats for the game. 6 p.m., book an exclusive reservation with Resi Global Dining Access. Right this way. Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to the Centurion Lounge, must-see live events, and exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. This is Tracy V. Wilson from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a Corolla built just for you. Check out more national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. What if there was someone who wanted to help you find a job? Choose Express Employment Professionals, and that's exactly what you'll get. They can help you in any industry. With just one interview at Express, you have a connection to endless jobs. Whether you want a contract job or a new full-time role, choose Express Employment Professionals. Express has 860 locally owned locations and no fees for job seekers. Visit ExpressPros.com. That's ExpressPros.com today to find a location near you. This is the best of the Ben Maller Show on Fox Sports Radio. Here we are back at it again, and we are in full, in-depth team coverage mode. There is a hype fest going on right now, and uh, have you paid attention to this? Have you been keeping an eye on this? It's, It's unraveled over the last handful of hours because the conductor has announced that that hype train has left the station. The hype train is now out of the station. Now, what the hell are we talking about? Deshaun Watson made his debut. Oh, my God, he's the greatest quarterback ever. Oh, my God, he's the greatest. That's what much of the conversation has been. Uh, Houston played Carolina in a classic Wednesday night practice football game. We ain't talking about a real game. We're talking about practice. Uh, and so the, the, the storyline is rather simply. The storyline is that Deshaun Watson played his first 
plausible NFL game because it looked like an NFL game. But uh, So he was out there running around doing his thing, and everyone's been buzzing. Oh, my God, this is so exciting. They're going crazy. right? The Texans now with Deshaun Watson. No, they, they got to start him right away. They got Don't start Savage. They got to start him. Now, remember a couple of days ago, the, the story was that Deshaun Watson was not going to start, uh, and he still likely won't start the season as the number one quarterback. But let's talk about this now. What was the first impression? I actually watched some of this game uh, because I was told I had to watch because of Deshaun Watson. And when you're instructed, you have to watch. Well, you do, I guess. So I did. Uh, so what were your first impressions of Deshaun Watson? And I'll be fair. You know, one thing about this show, very fair, uh, do, not, uh, do not have any bias here. Neutral is a word that has often been stated about me. I am your generic Sports talk radio host. You know, a good sports radio host doesn't give strong opinions because you might offend someone, so you don't want to do that. You want to be right down the middle. You do not want to any. You do not want to upset anyone because that's that's uncomfortable. We want everyone to get along with everyone, and we do not want to upset anybody. Uh, okay. Anyway, so I now I will concede uh, that my thoughts on Deshaun Watson uh, poised, polished, uh, also at the same time overblown. And premature. So it's a jumbled up bag of stuff here. Poised, polished, overblown, and premature. So let me walk you through this. Now, first of all, Deshaun Watson, I guess it was his night, right? His night. He, he, uh, he didn't appear to have any nerves. And the fact that it's a practice game it's, shouldn't have butterflies, if you will. There were no sign of that anyway. But the Carolina Panthers defense, it was a, a mishmash. On defense, they had some backups playing, they had a few starters playing, some guys that will not even be in the NFL. And Watson, in the first half in particular, looked pretty good. He was poised, he was polished. And for a brief period of time uh, against the Carolina defense, whether it was the B or the C or the D defense, uh, he looked solid. You know, people were saying, oh, he's the complete package. I'm not there yet. Not there. Do I need to be there? I, I don't believe I need to be there. You can be there. I don't need to be there. So that led to intense amounts of hyperbole. And I was convinced after listening to the state-run NFL media by the end of the night that what we had here was a case where the Cleveland Browns are going to be haunted by Deshaun Watson. And I also learned that as Captain Niedrich, the Chicago Bears will be kicking themselves. They could have traded up and gotten this guy. Instead, they traded up and got Mitchell Trubisky. That's it. One practice game. One practice game. The, the media that cover the Houston Texans are making it seem like if Russell we- Wilson and Dakota Prescott had a love child, that kid is now playing quarterback in Houston. That's, that's where we're at. Now, secondly, uh, one of the things that we occasionally do here, uh, we keep it real is what we do. We keep it real. Uh, we do that from time to time. Uh, and when watching Deshaun Watson slice up the defense of Carolina, uh, the, the takeaway that I had was overblown and premature. Faux drizzle. Yeah. Uh, Deshaun Watson's performance, the reaction to it by my colleagues, many of them who make much more money than I ever will, overblown and premature. Uh, now, there, I think there's a pill for that. I believe you can take a pill and it'll kind of calm you down. Watson was 15 of 25, most of that early, 
in his first run in the first half. Uh, 179 yards. I'm giving preseason stats. Uh, he also scored a touchdown on the ground. So uh, the, the point that needs to be made here is that NFL teams do not game plan for exhibition games. You're going against generic defenses, vanilla offenses. It looks like an NFL game. It smells like an NFL game. There's a bunch of commercials, just like it's on real network television. But from a strategy standpoint, and even in many respects from a competition standpoint, it ain't the same. And it's kind of like a good magic show. These scrimmages are an illusion. They're an illusion. And don't get sucked in. Do not get sucked in. Now, that said, uh, it is more encouraging then discouraging that Deshaun Watson did not urinate down the leg when he got out in the field, that he was able to, to handle himself. And from a confidence standpoint, that is not, uh, not a terrible thing. But I am a skeptic, uh, and I want to see Deshaun Watson do it when the real games start. And he's likely not going to get much of a shot early. Remember, for everyone that's got in a, a, a case of being turned on by Deshaun Watson, you're all roused because of this. Remember, Tom Savage also barbecued the Carolina defense, and he's projected as the number one starter. He was 9 of 11 for 69 yards uh, in that particular game as he started and played the early part of the game for the Houston Texans. And the the final word on all of this, Deshaun Watson, while he's being celebrated as the toast of the NFL, my God, I can't, he's Dak Prescott 2.0, although it can't be Dak Prescott because Dak Prescott wasn't drafted in the first round. This guy was drafted in the first round. So you can't, you can't be that. But there's also this thing where you, you do this again. Now, I'm not going to go over the top right now, but if Deshaun Watson plays well in the next practice football game for the, for the Houston Texans, then you start getting into curse of high expectations. You get into the curse of high expectations, but we'll, we'll keep an eye on this. And remember, in college, the main reason for skepticism, Watson was sloppy. At Clemson, you remember the end, but you don't remember the 17 interceptions, I believe it was, last year at Clemson and a yards per pass attempt that was less than eight. Those are numbers that NFL teams look at, and they're like, "Uh, it's a little troubling. It's a little troubling. We want more from that. And in this game, if you watched any of the game on Wednesday, it was was a lot of dink and dunk. That's what we saw. Is this what uh, he's going to be? Or I assume the Texans are going to open up the playbook at some point later on. Uh, but is that the preferred passing style? I do not believe it is. And you do not – you don't want to make your living on that. You'd like to mix in some passes down the field. All right, it is the Ben Maller Show on Fox. Now, meanwhile, we take you now to a team that is 80-33 and 33 in Major League Baseball. They came back and beat the Arizona Diamondbacks, the Los Angeles Warriors. They're like, they're like the Golden State Warriors. They are, they are the Golden State Warriors of Major League Baseball. This is a super team. This is a super team. And it's a bad thing when the Dodgers win because they lost to the Diamondbacks yesterday. And some guys in media, the alarmists in media, were being the voice of doom, you know, doing sky is falling radio. And, oh, my God, the Dodgers lost the game to Arizona. They, they're, they're in trouble. Yeah. Uh, Newsflash, uh, you suck, and you suck, and you suck. You know who doesn't suck? The Dodgers. They don't suck. Uh, 80 and 33, and they're still on pace to win 115 games. And uh, now they'll send you Darvish to the mound 
in the game tomorrow night. But uh, there is no – I'm a pessimist. I can't find any reason not to think this team's going to the World Series. I can't th- – now, the crapshoot factor, but you can say that about every team in baseball every year. And I, 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 I get triggered. I've done a number of monologues on this over the last couple of months. These nimrods, these lunatics, oh, the, the top teams don't win. It just drives me nuts. It, it drives me nuts. It's like, so you're telling me, by that logic, by that flawed human logic, you're somehow better off losing a bunch of games now because then you have a better chance to win in October? What kind of moronic thinking is that? What kind of loser are you? Like the Dodgers are somehow doomed because – they're winning, and the immense pressure. And we had that guy from Seattle that, e- that emailed me the other day about how they're just like the Mariners. They're just like the 0-1 Mariners. Shut up. Stop. If this is the kiss of death, that's a pretty good French kiss, what's going on with the Dodgers right now. It's a really good French kiss, what's going on right now with the Dodgers, the way they're going. All right, so Ben Maller's show on Fox and uh, Ralph's out again. So, again, filling in for Ralph, we have uh, Eddie, who's here oh, right over there. Not funny yesterday, not thing. funny today, but listeners keep loved pounding it. that drum. Listeners loved it. They thought the ratings uh, were the, the ratings show that they were great. People want more of that. They're demanding more Ralph. They want to hear more Ralph. Well, bring him on back then. You, you kind of let the show down yesterday. You totally choked in the game show. You were an embarrassment. You would admit that, right? You I didn't choke. I will do a Maller maneuver and uh, say my partner was uh, obviously no, the choker. Uh, I gave great clues, no, you but did not. Uh, he, did not, was, uh, uh, he did not get the job done. Sean did not get the job done. People were embarrassed for you. Uh, it was a miserable performance by you. It was. I think there's a confusion and mortification combined together in that particular game. It was. It I'm was, sure you cheated. You know. I'm sure there was how, some cheating did, going on. How did that happen? Well, you're a master at it. I mean... Again, I don't know all of your mysterious the, cheating uh, ways. Go back and listen to the archives of the show. The the record indicates history that, has shown you're not that good at the games. That Eddie's the guy that says Ben's the cheater while that's he's because cheating. Ben's the cheater while he's cheating. While, yes, while, I cheated Ed, Ed, so well yesterday that I got shut out. Eddie's the criminal saying the other guy's you know selling drugs while he's selling a little drugs make, over that here. Makes, that's that makes the guy. sense. Only one person yes. has been independently co- found cheating, and that was you. That but is, I'm the cheater. That is incorrect. We've caught you several times. That is a lie. Several times you. Have been che- in fact, management even called you into the office. Wow. That's why you got suspended for your cheating ways. You know, you call the Cardinals the cheating Cardinals. You should be called Lying Ben. That's another nickname you should get because well, I, I, listen, the amount I know, of lies you tell on this show are remarkable. I know you've been triggered because what you is your record number of lies in one show? Yourself, Do you know what that is? Uh, the mental pain that you're experiencing right now because you you, know, you didn't perform well. You you have a lot of expectations here. And it was just anguish uh, yeah, at the yeah. end of that and, game. And yet yesterday. again, another gracious win uh, by Ben Maller. Uh, again, who, who uh, leads the I, I want competition. World in, uh, po- in I want competition. Losses. I have the all-time wins record and I all-time losses. Cy Young, Cy yeah. Young. He also had the all-time yeah. loss record. Yeah. So by your definition, they give out the award in baseball for the top pitcher to the guy that had the most losses. That makes sense. Yeah, that was a, it was yeah. a really bad idea what, on their what part are, to what give that they, order. What are they or, celebrating? Or, you think they're celebrating the wins or the losses? What do you think they're doing? I in have baseball? no idea what they're celebrating. You have no, you, really, Cy Young you have no obviously idea. Wasn't very you good. can't. Yes, clearly he was a bum. Uh, no question Most about it. Most losses speaks for itself. Yes, I agree. So that's Eddie logic right there. I want you to listen. That's what Eddie thinks. Baseball gives that an award because they really want to honor the the all time loss leader, not the all time wins leader. That's the part they're honoring. It makes perfect sense. 
absolutely perfect. Does, does he have the most losses? Uh, believe he, I has the most losses in the Hall of Fame. I think he has the most losses yeah. all the time. Yeah, I know he's the, of all the pitchers in the Hall of Good. Fame. They should name the, the NBA Coach of the should, Year at Len, the Lenny Wilkins Award. Should they? Doesn't should, that make sense? Should they remove Cy Young from the from the Hall of Fame by your Clearly. by your logic? Yeah. Okay. More embarrassment right there. Unbelievable. A major disappointment, Eddie. The show was a downgrade yesterday. You got to pick it up. You got to pick it up. Be sure to catch live editions of the Ben Maller Show weeknights at 2 a.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. All right, let's get to it. Here we go. Let's do it. It's Maller. How about that? To the third degree. This is when Big Ben gets grilled. And another day, another edition of Maller to the third degree. There's two consistent things in life. A Dodger win and Maller to the third degree. Let's do it right now, and we pass the mic over to the coop. The loop. Troy Aikman said during a radio interview on Tuesday that he can't believe that Jimmy Johnson isn't in the Cowboys' ring of honor. Now, during Jason Taylor's induction speech into the Hall of Fame, he made reference to Johnson saying that he will be up there soon with his own gold jacket. Now, Ben Johnson has been a finalist before, but he never reached 100 wins in his relatively short coaching career. Do you think he should be in the Hall? Yeah, I'm going to go no on Jimmy Johnson for the Pro Football Hall of Fame. Uh, I don't put him in there, and I'll tell you why. A, Jimmy, who we like on the NFL on Fox pregame show, Jimmy Johnson is going to be hurt by his tenure with the Dolphins. And the reason he's going to be hurt, after the Cowboy run, the expectations, the curse of high expectations, they were raised so high that you had Dan Marino and Jimmy Johnson working together and that this Dolphin team with that one-two punch was going to get to the Super Bowl. They were going to win a Super Bowl. And in the end, the Dolphins were good with Jimmy Johnson, but they were never great with Jimmy Johnson as coach. They won eight, nine, ten games, but they never got into the rarefied air that the Dallas Cowboys got into. And B, if you, if you look at the difference between players and coaches, we just saw the Hall of Fame induct Terrell Davis and Kurt Warner, who both were short-term stars. But that's it. They, they didn't have long careers. They got in. It, it's different for a player than it is for a coach. Like, longevity is something that does matter more in coaching and mitigating circumstances with the player getting hurt and whatnot. But it's different for the coaches. Jimmy Johnson had three amazing years with the Cowboys, unforgettable years in Dallas in the early 1990s. The rest of his career was mostly good but not great. The verdict here, not a Hall of Famer. Is, I think of him more as a college football Hall of Famer than I do a pro football Hall of Famer. But Jimmy's a legend from the standpoint if you're around my age, you you have a great place in your heart for the male enhancement commercials that Jimmy Johnson did, uh, and uh, he was on Survivor and several other pop culture things that are just wonderful. All right, next. Anquan Bolden was recently signed by the Buffalo Bills and is expected to be the number two receiver on the team. When asked about the impact that he can have on a group of young receivers, Bolden said that he relishes that role and thinks that it's sometimes missing in this league. Ben, how important do you think it is for teams to have that wily veteran to mentor the youngsters? Yeah. You know what it's good for? Media. That's what it's good for. It's good for storytelling. It's good if you're writing about the NFL and an NFL team. It makes for a good story. It's a nice movie. But outside of that, I would say it's close to worthless 
It's one of those things that we talk about quite a bit, and I believe it's highly overrated. It's become cliche, and people just repeat it over and over. Again, first of all, it's a fable. If, if the grizzled veteran taking the young player under his wing and you know trying to, to bring him to the promised land, it is Disney-esque, but it's not real world. Anquan Bolden is trying to sell this idea that the NFL needs more mentors. Why is he doing that? You know why? Because that is how he can extend his career. Right? Anquan Bolden knows the NFL doesn't typically do this. This is not something to do in football. They do this in baseball mostly. They do it some in basketball. But it does not happen much in football. And so Bolden, he's at the age now where if he wants to keep playing, he's got to bounce from team to team, be a journeyman, and he's going to have to be that guy that is the veteran mentor. And secondly, if if you have competitive juices, and I like to think that Anquan Bolden does, and if he's got that in his body, then why would you want to be a mentor? If you can still play, then play. Otherwise, you know what you ought to do? Here's a novel idea. How about you become a coach? How about you become a coach? Having a player mentor another player at the same position is one of the most overrated things. Not the most overrated. It's one of the most overrated things because, again, the the competition standpoint, if that's flowing as a professional athlete, then why would you want to take a secondary role as a mentor, as a dedicated mentor? It makes no sense. It's not right. I put it in the category with things that sports media repeat, which are just ridiculous, chemistry, momentum, intangibles, all the crap that gets repeated verbatim. And then you're like, well, it's just made-up media crap is what it is. That's what it is. All right, next. But as we begin the NFL preseason week one, there are similar er, fluff pieces on almost all the sports media sites. Top storylines for each week one matchup, who to look out for in week one, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. Now, Ben, which matchup do you think is the marquee game for week one? Yeah, this is what we call punishment. Uh, these, these particular websites, I've seen the same thing. Uh, they need content, right? They're, they're, they're making this up as they go. Number one, there is no competition. I was watching that Carolina-Houston game, that scrimmage, that glorified scrimmage that they played, and, and there was no real competition going on. This is unnecessary for the starters. It's the fans, the stadium, I watched some of that game late in the, in the game. There were all these blue seats, these bright blue seats in Charlotte. The stadium was not even half filled. It was almost three. Uh, there, there were only about 25%, if that, of the, of the fans that were still there. But it's a waste of time for everyone involved here. If, if, it is my position that in the NFL, you look at the 53-man roster, roughly 45 spots have already been determined before training camp starts. So you're really trying to get that final couple of players, that last, the last eight players on your roster. So am I supposed to be excited about the final spots on the Cleveland Browns or the Jags or the 49ers? I'm not. Maybe you are. You're a better person than me, but I am not excited about that. And number two, injuries add a layer to that. They are, they're happening. We saw guys go down in the, in the game on Wednesday night uh, – key player for Carolina in particular got hurt in that game but your cornerstone players are going to play at about 50 percent they're not going to play much Cam Newton didn't play in the game last night he's got the shoulder issue he's coming back from but to answer your question 
I guess I want to see if Jared Goff can play more than a half without throwing up. I'd like to see that. Uh, and also if Mitchell Trubisky can actually throw a forward pass in the NFL. But I, I'm not I'm not too jonesed up for any of those things. But you asked me a question, so I, I gave you an answer. I gave you a couple of quarterbacks that I'm curious to see how they do. All right, there it is. Mallard of the third degree. How did we do? Benny Passes edition. That's a winner! Be sure to catch live editions of the Ben Maller Show weeknights at 2 a.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. All right, let's get to it. Here we go. It's now time for... Time for... Well, hurry, hurry. I can hardly wait. Ask Ben. Twitter. Send us your questions on Twitter now. And it is Ask Ben, a weekly staple of the Ben Maller Radio Show. This is where you can ask questions you wouldn't normally get to ask. You can dig into the mind of the people on the show. We have one. You can be a free spirit here. You don't have to be like everyone else. You can stand out from the crowd. Ask your questions using the hashtag AskBen on Twitter and also available on our Facebook page. And you can ask anyone on the show a question. I'll pass the microphones of Fox Sports Radio to the Coop DeLoop. Coop, what are the questions this week? All right, Ben, we're going to start off with a question for you. All right. This is from Jaime on Facebook. Hello, Jaime. Now that you've had a year to adjust to your L.A. Rams coming back, what have you done with all the other memorabilia gear from the other teams that you were voted a fan of? Well, I have a shrine in my closet, and it's got all the different jerseys and all the hats that I have picked up over the years. And I I have not committed for the rest of my life to the Rams. Okay, This is a, a temporary situation. Uh, and I, they have to prove to me they're worthy of my time. And so far, I'm not impressed. Uh, they sucked out loud last year. This guy, Jared Goff, peed his pants from day one. It was a disaster. But to answer your question, Jaime, I still have everything. I don't know why I have everything. I don't need it all. I don't wear it. But I have the hats. I, I've got, Every once in a while, I'll throw on like that ugly Cleveland Browns hat or the old Patriots hat, and I'll wear that. <gasps> yeah, I know. It's blasphemy. But, uh, yeah, it's all still there. I got everything. Every, and I had a lot of stuff. I, the most stuff I got was from the Tennessee Titans. This guy in Na- – this goes back 10-plus uh, years, but this guy in Nashville sent us a box the size of a giant cruise ship filled with Titans uh, memorabilia. It was just amazing. All right, next. All right, this is one of the more creative questions I've, I've ever seen. This is from Eric on Facebook. It's for you, Ben. Okay, hello, Eric. Ben, if you had to wrestle Ralph Irvin and Tom Looney in a tag team match, <laughs> <laughs> which General Mills breakfast monster would you team up with? <laughs> Frankenberry, Count Chocula, or Booberry? Uh, all right, so we I have to pick a... What? Uh, that's a good question. <laughs> How much weed did this guy yeah, smoke exactly. before, <laughs> before he came up with this? So now I have to pick the proper breakfast General Mills monster cereal mascot. Yes. yes. <laughs> <laughs> to team up against Ralph and Looney. Okay. Now, I'm going to go with Count Chocula. Does that count? Is that on the list? Yes, Count Chocula? Yes, yes. I would go Count Chocula number one. I would put Boo Berry number two. And then my third option would be Frankenberry. So I'm going to go Count Chocula number one. That's my choice. I'm sticking by it. Was that the right choice? You approve of that? Monster marshmallows and all that? Good, good choice. Good choice. Yeah, can't go wrong. Delicious with milk. 
All right, this is Shut up. this is for everybody. This is from Ivanson on Twitter. Frankenberry looks too robotic for my taste. That's why I didn't pick him. So this is from Ivanson on Twitter. It's for everybody. Since we only have four members of the staff here, yeah, who would you choose for the fifth member on the Family Feud team? Wow, we'd have to have like a contest and bring in uh, one of our regulars. Which one? Are the people that call the show. Who do you think would be the the top Family Feud type? performer of of the callers well who's the best of the game show contestants would you say uh, over I, the years well lately it's been angry bill i will not not no. this week but no the, I, I, i'd have to say i'd feel most comfortable with el nino el nino maybe if we need some eye candy we could bring tammy in oh right? there we, we go need some, we need a woman most of those uh, families are oh that's yeah that's a, that's there's the answer right there. We don't have any. Uh, we don't have a, you a know female. estrogen hey. on the. the <laughs> Again, no. Uh, it also could be a way we finally find out who this is. David Gagan. <laughs> we could, yeah, we invite him there. on TV, then we know who does that Twitter account. Is that still a thing? The Gagan account is yeah. that still around? Okay. Uh, what about like Jeannie? Would she do TV with Jeannie and Manfred? We... Oh, she would be terrible. Yeah, but she'd be interesting. <laughs> she would. Right. But we. I want to win. When Steve, the look on Steve Harvey's face. No, no, no. no. When Steve Harvey does that, you know, BS. Hey, tell me about your life. It's, and then he pulls up the cue card. So you've uh, lived in Nashville. You dated a Pittsburgh Steeler. You dated the entire Pittsburgh Steelers <laughs> of 1977. Stripper in Compton. You were a stripper. Yeah, a stripper in Compton. Come on yeah. in, man. Let's go through the list. Yeah, you're yeah. a doctor. I'm a doctor. Exactly. That'd be fun. All, All right, right. Yeah. Uh, re- one quick one before okay. we uh, pause li- for the you're cause. You're listening to Ask Ben. Your questions are answers. This is from everybody from or for everybody from Tyler on Twitter. Hello, Tyler. What animal do you fear the most? Uh, that's a good question. I don't, I don't want to sit around uh, being afraid of any individual animal. I guess uh, I, I got two answers. One, when I, I used to hike uh, in the hills around L.A., and I'd always – in back of my head, I'd think, boy, I'm, this is the time I'm getting attacked by, like, a panther. <laughs> oh, I have a video to show you then. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, so that always, because I usually hike by myself sometimes, and I just, I, and then when I go swimming, you know, because now I'm, I'm a man of the ocean. I've, uh, as I've aged, I've become more of a fan of the ocean, so. <laughs> and, Wait, can you even float? Yeah, I snorkel. You know, I do the snorkeling thing. hot air. <laughs> I, go, I go out to Catalina. I go snorkeling out here in SoCal. Uh, but I always like, is this the moment a shark decides it's dinner time or lunchtime and I'm going to eat, uh, I'm going to eat Maller? What, what, is that just for me or is that for, uh, for everybody? Oh, for everybody. All right, Eddie, uh, afraid of uh, any I, I don't really go in the ocean, so I don't okay. have to worry about sharks. I don't really go up into the mountains. I don't have to worry about bears or lion, mountain okay. lions. Uh, All right. I, I really hate spiders, so I guess I would have to go with a poisonous spider, like the a, black widow yeah. spider. Would probably be. No, that I don't is, know, it's not really an animal, though, I guess. Is it technically yeah, an animal? Yeah. All but, right. but, Eddie, that's not the poisonous spider. See, the Black Widow's the most famous. It's like T-Rex is the most famous dinosaur, but it's not like the biggest dinosaur. The brown recluse? Is that what you're going to say? I believe that is Yeah, the, but I never, I never seen that one. I see Black Widows in my garage and backyard all the yeah, time. Yeah, but you can survive a Black Widow bite. Uh, those other spiders, you're dead. Right? Am I right on that? I think I, thought, right. I mean, yeah, you're you are right. A black widow bite'll still uh, f it'll mess you up. up. Yeah, yeah, it'll mess you up. Get that poison mixed with your blood, you know. <laughs> Solid. Uh, Danny G, are you afraid? Are you a big wussy when it comes to any animals? No, nah, but there was a time I went hiking in Yellowstone with my cousin and humble we, brag. We. That's not. How's that a brag? Because I just said I went hiking. I didn't say where I went hiking. 
Oh, yeah. I'm not bragging. I'm just letting you know that there I were. I was in were... Yellowstone. Yeah, I'm better than you. <laughs> God, stop. I go to Yellowstone. Oh, brother. Like Yogi I was free Bear. climbing El Capitan. <laughs> <laughs> it's not why I said that. It's because there's bears in that area and lots of signs, and we heard one on a hike. And after seeing Leo in the Revenant, I would not want to come a- across a bear and its cubs. You see so, the video of the people like they punch bears or like push them away. You know, you've seen those on YouTube, right? No, no, you haven't seen them. You no. see the I saw a bear video. I saw the guy punch the kangaroo. Did you see the bear yeah, video the that. other day? There was this old couple in a car, and the bear was trying to open the door. And rather than drive off, the old couple for some reason like stayed there, and they kept trying to close the door. This old guy, you didn't see that? That was good. I liked it. Coop, uh, afraid of any spiders? Yep, spider. Yep, it's yeah. gonna gonna go with spiders. Not alligators, you know. No. No. Okay. Well, you're not in Florida or the South. So, yeah. yeah. All right. We'll keep it going. It is Ask Ben. Your questions are answers. We pause for the cause. More of your questions. We'll get to that. We'll do it next. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com and within the iHeartRadio app. Let's hit the turbo button. Go right back to it. It's Ask Ben. Your questions are answers. And we pass it back to the Coop de Loop for more of Ask Ben. Now, real quickly. Uh, shout out to the guy on Facebook who created a page called The Man from Beaver Dam and started replying to everyone's questions, asking them what they do for a living. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> now, this is for everybody in the crew except for me. This is from Ernie on Twitter. Uh, he said he was just wondering if any of you uh, – well, I wasn't alive, but what were you all doing <laughs> on October twentieth, 1988? I looked it up. That's the day the Dodgers won the World Series. Well, I was a rally with Mama Maller and Daddy Maller, and we watched uh, on television. The, uh, I was watched every game of the 1988 World Series on TV. So I was watching uh, in the living room. Uh, Eddie, what were you I, doing? I don't remember the final out. I obviously remember Kirk Gibson's home run. Uh, I was at my girlfriend's house in high school. Oh, uh, look at you. Wa- what a watching stud. the game with her grandfather, who was a huge Dodger fan, and I just remember him, the noise that he made when Kirk Gibson hit that home run. It was uh, pretty funny. Danny G? Yeah, I was a, a ute, a little kid here in Southern California. My family was going crazy. Uh, my mom popped some apple cider. <laughs> what a party well, animal. Yeah, I mean, we couldn't have alcohol, so. Damn. We could. Yeah, well. Who would know? <laughs> All right, uh, this is from Lance on Facebook Hello, for Lance. everybody on the crew. Hi, Lance. What is what was your worst night at a stadium arena or arena for a non sports event? For a non sports event, yes. Like, what do you mean? Like, uh, like, just the worst, worst, you know, time that you've had at a sporting, you know, arena. A, a non sporting event, yeah, for a non sporting event. I can't think of one. I don't. I pretty much just go to sporting events. I don't. That's right. You don't. You don't like music. You don't. No, see I've been to like two stuff. concerts in my life. Eddie, you, you had a bad experience somewhere? Uh, no. I think just about every concert I've been to, I've had a good time. Okay. Can't think of a terrible That's concert a, I've gone to. Questions tanking, uh, Danny. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, got to go to a Guns N' Roses concert, and guess who was three hours late? Oh, uh, I wonder. <laughs> Did they kept kept announcing? Oh, they'll be yeah, here. Don't oh, worry, they'll bad. be here. It was. Yeah, it was really bad. Coop. Uh, Anything at Glen Helen Amphitheater, formerly known as San Manuel uh, Amphitheater. Big shout out. Yes. <laughs> the parking is awful. You have to carve out at least six hours to get in and get out of that place. Yeah. What's wrong with that? You have plenty of time, Coop. You know, what, what the hell? What's uh, the problem? 
Yeah. All right. They're our new sponsor, by the way, Coop. Yeah. Be sure to catch live editions of the Ben Maller Show weeknights at 2 a.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. And not all is right in Pittsburgh. The Pittsburgh Steelers getting ready for exhibition football. The Steelers will be in action later uh, this weekend. I think they play when, – when's the Steelers exhibition game? I don't have it in front of me. But they, they're playing coming up. This weekend, so the Pittsburgh Steelers are without Le'Veon Bell. They don't have Le'Veon Bell because he's not in camp. He's not holding out. He just hasn't signed his contract. Right? He's not. He's got a franchise tag. They're they're going to give him X amount of dollars. Going to make uh, twelve million. Be the highest paid running back in the NFL once he signs the contract. And Le'Veon Bell is upsetting the brass in Pittsburgh. At least the public comments of the general manager in Pittsburgh. His protest. Uh, the fact that he didn't want to be the franchise player. And so he's sitting out training camp, which is allowed. That is allowed under the rules of the NFL. But is not sitting well with everybody. Uh, the Steelers general manager, Kevin Colbert, publicly calling out, pointing the finger at his running back. He's not happy. So let's talk about this. Now, Colbert said, the GM in Pittsburgh, that Le'Veon Bell is, quote, hurting himself, unquote, by continuing to hold out from the the training camp period. And he rattled off a bunch of cliches. The Steelers GM uh, says nothing will be gained by this. The situation won't change, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So went on and on and on uh, about that. Now, the question is this. Does the GM in Pittsburgh, this guy Kevin Colbert, have a legitimate right to be mad because he seems upset. Now, the answer is no. The answer to this is no. My feeling on this is if you're the Steelers, from their side of things, this is a risk that you take. You were willing to take it. It's the business of football. Now, we'll begin with the fact that Pittsburgh, by giving Le'Veon Bell the franchise tag, we know what they were doing. Everyone's aware of what's going on. This is the elephant in the room. Pittsburgh really does like Le'Veon Bell. They value his skills, but they're hedging their bets. They're hedging their bets that Le'Veon Bell will be able to keep his nose clean. He's seen as a ticking time bomb. And so you like him, but it's kind of like that relative that you invite over every once in a while for the holidays. But, you know, they've got some issues. And so, you know, you you bring them around, but you kind of keep them at arm's length. That's... That's what the Steelers are doing with with Le'Veon Bell. They're like, listen, you you stay in your lane, we'll stay in our lane. Uh, you're good, we're good. By giving him the franchise tag, this was allowed. He was allowed to miss training camp. That is the risk that the Pittsburgh Steelers were willing to take. They get the benefit of it. They get to go year by year. But the downside is that this is a possibility. It is. If, if this was such an issue, which we know it's not, this is one of those, as John Elway would say, this is fake news. That's what John Elway would say. Uh, but if this was such a problem, then Colbert and the rest of the Steelers, who are upset if that's the case, then they could have given him a long-term contract, and then Le'Veon Bell would have showed up to camp, and that would have been that. But they didn't do that. And so, again, the risk you take by giving the franchise tag is this could happen. Now, in addition to that, Le'Veon Bell is using the cards that are available. 
He's got a few cards there. It's like you play a, a card game. You strategically use your ace, your king. You know, you you don't use them all at once, but you pick and choose what you use. It's one of the perks of being a franchise player. You don't have to show up to work. You, you don't have to be part of the Fugazi training camp. You show up once the real football begins. And so this is part of the business of football. The NFL is the operation, the league office and the Players Association. They were in cahoots on this, and they were the ones that decided this was the proper system, that they can force players to sign and be the franchise tag, right? which is, you know, it's not the worst thing in the world to be the franchise player, uh, but you get that franchise tag, and one of the, the payback on that is you don't have to show up and sign the contract until you want to sign the contract. I am pretty sure that the people advising and consulting with Le'Veon Bell, his posse, as LeBron likes to say, uh, they're the ones calling the shots in this. They're the ones. The stated goal is to stay away from camp, stay healthy, and then be ready when the regular season begins. Now, the last thing here, I, I, I am confident that deep down, even this guy Colbert, the GM in Pittsburgh, I am confident that they're not too concerned. They're talking a good game, you know, this this outrage and calling out Le'Veon Bell and, and saying that he's hurting himself. We don't know if that's true or not. We won't know whether or not Le'Veon Bell is hurting himself until the regular season starts and Le'Veon Bell is running into the back of his offensive line. At that particular point, at that point, we will know. Now, the Steelers play the Giants in an exhibition game. That's on Saturday. Uh, so they'll play an exhibition game without uh, Le'Veon Bell, but they've got other running backs on the roster. As long as Bell shows up at the start of the regular season and he's in good shape, he's ready to go, which we assume he will be, then all of this will be nothing to uh, nothing to worry about. Now, if he sucks, then you got something. Then you got something. Then we can revisit this if he has a stretch of of just putrid performance. But that is unlikely. All right, so Ben Maller's show on Fox. Now, we have a trade. As we pivot to Major League Baseball, the Cleveland Indians last night going out and getting an outfield, they said, let's make a deal with the New York Metropolitans. And so they did it. They made a trade, and uh, we had trade action. Trade action in baseball, a waiver trade. The Indians picking up Jay Bruce from the New York Mets for a minor league pitcher. A minor league pitcher going back to the Mets, an A-ball pitcher. So let's talk about this briefly. Cleveland. Cleveland. You're going to take a uh, a player in Jay Bruce who's got like $5 million left on his contract, so that'll be paid by the Indians. Can you imagine being paid $5 million for a month and a half work? That's what Jay Bruce is going to make over the next month and a half. Uh, that's chicken feed for baseball teams. Not for me. I'd be very happy with that. But for baseball teams, that's chicken feed. Uh, so Jay Bruce, now he passed through. They have this revocable waivers. That you got to pass through. It's the, the second wave of the trade deadline. So he passed through at the end of last week. And so the Mets were able to trade him. They could not be stonewalled by anyone. He was free to be traded anywhere. And so he ends up in Cleveland. The question, when there's a trade, let's grade the trade. Let's grade the trade. Now, I have been called a critic. I have been called a cynic when it comes to the Cleveland Indians. But I'm going to be fair here. I'm going to give the Cleveland Indians an A++. On the Jay Bruce trade. The Mets, C minus. Mets get a C minus, and the Indians get an A plus plus for this trade. Why?
Because if you look at the roster in Cleveland, the Indians believe that they can recreate the magic of last year. Now, that's not true, but they think that they're going to be in the playoffs. They got, I believe, a four-game lead over Kansas City in the American League Central. But we got to keep it real here. They are big game hunting. If you're going to win the American League, you're going to have to get by some combination of the Astros, Red Sox, and Yankees. Some combination of those teams you've got to get by to win the American League pennant. Jay Bruce, Bruce is going to help strengthen this roster. It's going to invigorate even more Cleveland because this is a guy that can hit the long ball. And they got about 50 games to go in the regular season, 50 games or so to go in the regular season. This is a really solid addition. And more importantly, the other part of this, from a roster-building standpoint, Jay Bruce fills a clear, gaping hole on the Cleveland roster. Uh, the, the, the Indians have done some things well, some things not so well, and some things terribly this year. One of the things they've done terribly is, in the outfield, has hit the long ball. And there's an injury. you got Michael Brantley, who's a very delicate little flower. This guy's always hurt. He's always injured. He's the most fragile baseball player around, Michael Brantley. He's hurt again. He messed up his ankle. So he's out. So this trade is also protection. It's protection from the Indians' front office. And assuming that Jay Bruce can assimilate quickly with his new team in Cleveland, this should be the perfect addition. And why is it the perfect addition? I mentioned the outfield in Cleveland. The weakness is the power. That's a problem. The entire Indians outfield. Here we sit with only 50 games to go. The Indians outfield has collectively 37 home runs this season. Jay Bruce playing for the Mets by himself has hit 29 dingers this year. So the Indians have almost doubled the production. I know it doesn't work that way, but you get the point. Uh, as far as power is concerned, in the outfield, and he's just a hired gun. He's not going to stay in Cleveland, we would, you would think, past this year. He'll go somewhere else. Uh, Bruce will at the end of the year, and he'll find money elsewhere. But for now, he's going to be in northern Ohio, and he'll play for the Indians for the final couple of months. But the, the final thing here, from the Mets side of it, in this particular trade, as we always say, they traded for a, a pitcher named Ryder Ryan, a minor league pitcher named Ryder Ryan, uh, an A-ball pitcher, and so he goes to the Mets organization. That is what we call a lottery ticket. That is a scratcher ticket. And you know what happens. You play scratcher tickets most more times than not, they don't win. They do not win. This is a giveaway situation. They get, they want, Mets wanted to get out of the Jay Bruce business. Jay Bruce never wanted to be in New York anyway. Do you remember when he was with the Cincinnati Reds a couple of years ago? Was it last year? I think it was last year. And and he talked about where he would be willing to play and not play. He said he didn't want to play in New York. And the Mets traded for Jay Bruce. How'd that work out? He had a bunch of home runs, but he'll uh, he'll move on now, go out there. So I give the Mets a C- minus because they're getting a Class A pitcher with an earn run average of almost five. That guy will never sniff. Uh, stardom, whether he makes the major leagues or not. Good luck on that. It's the Ben Maller Show on Fox. Now we got to Eddie, uh, Danny G, uh, Koopa Loop. Everyone's here. Now, Danny, did you play those scratcher tickets, by the way? did You you, you got some scratcher tickets for winning the NFL book. Yeah, I did, Big Ben. Did you win big? Are you a big winner? 
let me say that this is my last day on the sh- No, I wish. Um, 25000 That's <laughs> what Coop told me, 25000 I won $90. That's pretty good. So pretty good. So uh, bucks, thank man. you, Bill, in Missouri. Really appreciate you. It'll cost you $40 in shipping and handling, but you'll get your $90 <laughs> back. So. No, all I got to do is just, um, you know, regular yeah. mail. So oh, just regular mail? Cost of a stamp. So it'll cost you, well, what's a stamp go for? Today? I don't even know. 49 cents. 49 cents? My goodness. Yeah. My grandmother would be rolling over in her know grave. That? How do you know what a stamp goes for, Coop? I just bought a sheet of stamps. Yeah. Eddie, when's the last time you bought stamps? Uh, within the last year. Okay, that's a long time, though. We don't send out a lot of mail. We pay all our bills on the computer. Exactly. And... That's what we do, too. Yeah. Uh, uh, da- Danny G, do you own any stamps? No. No. Coop, Coop is mad, though. Coop, Coop, Coop's told me before he's complained about it. He has this one bill, <laughs> one bill where they won't let you pay online. It's like they're in the Stone Ages. My trash company doesn't have, like, auto bill pay or online bill payment. I have to mail them a check like it's 1965. Oh, that's not right. My dad Boy, that escalated quickly. My dad, who's, who's old, used to collect. He still does, like, stamps. He gets very excited about new stamps, you know. And so, and I remember when I was a kid, my grandfather, my dad's dad, used to just have he have, he'd show us these books of stamps, and we'd be like, we're little kids, we're like, oh, look at that. But uh, my dad found out that if you go to the bank, there's a way you can you can cut out the middleman, like the bank will deposit the money and play. Like it's even better than going on the computer. And so he was very excited about that. Like he'll show up the day the check needs to be sent, and he'll just go to the bank, and it'll happen. And it's like the highlight of his day. And I'll say, what you do today, Dad? Well, I went to the bank, and I deposited the money, and they sent the money for me. I didn't have to pay for postage or anything. <laughs> That's great. So Anyway. It's the little things when you get older. I guess so. It's the little things. Uh, we, we were supposed to do all in. We didn't do all in. No, we didn't. Can we sneak it in? What do you think? You want to uh, do all in? Our tribute to sports wagering. Time shifted. This is our morning drive hour. Big ratings. People don't normally get to hear this. This is a bit from the first hour of the show, but we've moved it now to the last hour of the show. Yeah! It's Ben Maller, and he's going all in. I'll go all in. All in. I'm going to go all in. All right, here we go. I call the MLB pick him because I just pick MLB. That's all I, that's all I do. I, these other guys will pick like exhibition football. Now, I, I had a winner yesterday. Thank you very much, L.A. Dodgers. How the rest of you guys do? On the all-in. I was also a winner, yeah. but Dan- uh, Eddie and Danny G were not. Boo. Danny picked the under in the exhibition. Yeah, well, because I thought the I- Hiroshima Carp did not come through <laughs> for me. They lost 7-1. to one. Ben, I thought the defenses would play a little bit better in that game. Eh, yeah. Greg. All right, well, you Darvish is making his second start for the Dodgers. I'm going to double down with the Dodgers against some guy named Anthony Banda. Who? I, I've never heard – he's a left-handed pitcher. I'm old enough to remember when the Dodgers couldn't beat left-handed pitching. You know which team has the best record in baseball against left-handed pitching? The Dodgers. Uh, I'll go with the Dodgers. Eddie. Well, Ben, I got a tip from Enzo on Twitter. An e-gaming bet. We've got uh, oh, stop. Defense of Ancients 2 going on. Team Liquid is facing <laughs> Team Empire. What? And Enzo says go all in on Team Liquid. So I will. <laughs> Okay, all right. You're just you're making a mockery of this. It's very serious. You, I'm not kidding. You can go online and bet on this very yeah. thing. Okay. Go on Bovada. It's there. Yeah. 
Okay. Uh, Danny G, who does take this seriously, <laughs> please pick some crappy exhibition game. No, no, no. I'm going to go back to MLB. Good. All right. A couple days ago, Yawn. the California Angels of Costa Mesa gave me a W. Yeah. So I'm looking at the Angels. They're <sighs> at the Mariners. Oh, Eddie, because the rest of us won't pick something out in left field like Be you. Be creative. Angels at the Mariners over under seven and a half. I'm going to take yeah. the over. All right. Uh, Coop, who you got? As much as I would like to take the Angels because it's a very important series for them, I'm not going to jinx my team, and I'm going to go with the Cleveland Indians. Oh, go with the Indians. All right. Uh, I, I also will throw a bonus pick. In the regular season, you almost always bet against the Browns. In the preseason, you bet on the Browns. So I would, I would take the Browns. I think they're three-point favorites against the Saints. It's a bonus pick. Two picks for the price of one. Be sure to catch live editions of the Ben Maller Show weeknights at 2 a.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Please transmit immediately. Tell me lies, tell me sweet little lies. Is it fact or fiction? Let's face some raw facts. Lies, 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 yeah. On the Ben Maller Show. Fox Sports Radio. All right, let's do it. Here we go. Fact or fiction. We have a panel of celebrity judges who are ready to say hello to you. Let's welcome him in here. Oh, wait a minute here. Do we not have? Let me check here. Let's see my uh, grab the mouse here. No uh, no power couple, huh? No a week off for Jack and Leslie? Well, I hope those kids are okay. They're probably out boozing it up last night in the Hamptons, so they can't be here. But we'll let everyone else play. Who do we have? We've got Michael in Nashville. Hello, Michael. Well, I am with Eddie Garcia. Hunk the world should be longer than. All right, uh, let's go to Justin in Cincinnati. Hello, Justin. Ben, you didn't like my nickname for you, Ben Jong Un. New York Hapeville. <laughs> Matt in Cape Cod. Hello, Matt. Hey, Ben. Happy to hear you talking about sleep number beds. I just uh, moved one the other day, and I was thinking about you and the great plug you give. Well, thank you very much. And I'm sure, Matt, it was the easiest bed to move because it's the most wonderful bed. Uh, very accurate. Yes, exactly. Where are you at, Matt? Are you are you in Cape Cod? Are you out? I, I am on Cape Cod right now, uh, yeah. All right, all right. You've been driving all over the place, though, haven't you? I'm headed up to Minneapolis uh, next week, and I'm going to be looking for Holler and James. Well, yeah, if you find him, let us know because he hasn't called And Eden Prairie, actually, so I'll be looking for Corey, too. Oh, yeah, I remember Corey. He used to he used to call in all the time. All right, uh, thank you, Matt. Hold on. And who else do we have? Oh, Tammy in Montana. Hello, Tammy. Hey, hey where are the white women a... at? Montana. <laughs> we have to have a female. I, I prefer to think that the power couple might be having some morning sex, and that is a good nickname from Justin. No, it's not. Yeah, it is. Tammy, do I resemble a North Korean dictator? Is that what I resemble here? <laughs> well, you are a dictator sometimes. No, on the I am show. not. I, 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 am, I am under attack. All right. I'm the one being attacked here. And <laughs> I, it's called self defense. You ever heard about it? Yeah. Doesn't it make you feel loved, though? And I'm glad Eddie is back. Thank well, you, Tammy. Well, Ralph will be back soon. <laughs> You're welcome. Ralph. Well. Ralph standing by. I like by. Eddie. I, I liked Ralph also. He he had very good sarcastic humor, but I I did, I did miss it. That's a lie. That's what you just told, <laughs> just told a lie. All right, hold on, a sec, Tammy, and Bill. I could give you a whole dissertation of butt angles. Yeah, there's a joke there, but I will I will not go. 
I will be I'll be a gentleman. I will not go there. All right, uh, Radio Rich, the man that almost got arrested at a brothel, but was tipped off that it was a sting. Uh, what's going on, Radio Rich? The curmudgeon of callers. Well, speaking of a brothel, uh, another experience happened when one of the women to be selected was <laughs> one who was a waitress in a restaurant I went into every day. What a surprise that was! <laughs> Wait a minute. So the, the ladies are out there. Uh, they're advertising what's on the menu. And uh, you, you realize that she's uh, been serving you scrambled eggs and bacon? Uh, that's uh... <laughs> exactly right. I went in there. I was shocked. <laughs> I faced her 18 sides of uh, red to see, see her standing there waiting to be selected. And, and she recognized you, yeah? She, uh, oh, absolutely. I saw her every day. I used to go in the restaurant every single day. When she was standing uh, uh, in that line, I said, what the heck is going on uh, here? All right. Well, the obvious, two obvious follow-up questions. Uh, a, did you pick her? No way. You did not. All right. Heck no, I couldn't do that. Oh, you what? That, you you got to do that. You, I mean, you got it's you're gonna spend the money anyway. I mean, uh, and then uh, the other question is, uh, did you go back to the restaurant and see? Yes, her? I went in there every day, and she was there. And did she? How awkward was that? Well, not for you, for her. It was awkward when I first when I went in there the next day, and she was there. But did she say anything <laughs> to me or mention anything about it? No. Yeah. All right. All right, well, that's, uh, look at you, Radio Rich. You're coming around here. Look at you. I'm so proud of you. Rich would rather give his tip at the restaurant. If Rich, you should only talk brothel stories from now on. I only want to hear about your life visiting whores. That's all I want to hear about, okay? Well, I could do that forever. I'm sure you can. <laughs> 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 all right, let's do fact or fiction. <laughs> all right. Oh, boy. All right. Uh, I'll give you three stories. You know the drill. Uh, you got to figure out which of the three is not true. Separating fiction from fact. Everyone ready? All right. Here we go. Question or story number one. Story number one. Uh, Jay Cutler getting some more help from his wife. Now, Jay Cutler has officially joined the Miami Dolphins, and naturally he wanted to wear his traditional number six. This is the number Jay Cutler's been known for. Unfortunately, was already taken by some uh, nondescript backup quarterback named Brandon Daughtry, or Daughtry, rather. Uh, Cutler and Daughtry were able to work out a deal for Cutler to get his number back. The backup quarterback telling the media that he got an undisclosed amount of money and a signed picture of Cutler's wife, Christine, uh, Kristen Cavallari, the uh, reality. She's still doing acting? I don't know. No, she's not. Former actress. Uh, and apparently this guy was a huge fan. So the wife helping Jay Cutler out. Story number two, Tom Brady has a petting zoo. Hey, when you turn 40, what else are you going to do? The uh, last man standing. The old guy, the old geezer quarterback, Tom Brady. Uh, last week, uh, the Patriots, they were uh, having some fun there. So, uh, no, Celebrating his birthday, right? Big birthday celebration at Patriots training camp. The team brought in a bunch of live goats to celebrate, you get it, the goat. Now, all the goats were wearing Patriot gear, and there were five goats in total, one for each of Tom Brady's championships. Man, thank God the Patriots have one more. All right, uh, story number three. The WNBA has gone viral. That's right. A virtual, did I say viral? Virtual. What's wrong with me? Virtual. Uh, the NBA season 
couple of months away, which means we are even closer to the latest versions of the NBA video game. Well, uh, this time, we have an exciting addition to the NBA Live 18. The game will feature, get ready for this, boys and girls, WNBA teams and their stars. Yeah, virtual WNBA. If there's one thing better than the real WNBA, it's virtual WNBA. So those are the three stories. Uh, Jay Cutler's wife helps him get his jersey number. Tom Brady, a petting zoo, if you will, at Patriots camp. And the WNBA goes into the video game business, kind of. All right, uh, let's go around the room here. Michael, who wants to hear more hockey propaganda. Uh, Michael, what's the answer here? One, two, or three? Adam Gates probably just told Daughtry to give him his jersey number, so I'm going with number one. You're going to go with number one. All right, uh, thank you for that, Michael. Have a, a wonderful, wonderful, glorious day. Justin in Cincinnati. Justin, what's the answer? I'm going with number one in honor of Tammy because she's number one in all of our hearts. You are such a suck-up, Justin. You know that? How you like that? It's, you think that's smooth? You think you're uh, you're smooth, don't you? You think you're very mm-hmm. smooth? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Let me hold on a sec. Let me see. Uh, Tammy, is that smooth? Do you think that Justin's smooth? Oh, my God. He can landscape me anytime. Wow. <laughs> I'll take that as smooth. Yeah. All right. <laughs> All right. Uh, Tammy, what's the answer here, Tammy? Uh, I'm going for in honor of the power couple, number two, because they hate Tom Brady. And I'm all for Radio Rich's brothel beat. Yeah, we should make a weekly segment, Radio Rich's visit. We'll come up with a catchy name, but his visits to the brothel. Matt, The in, brothel beat. I like that. All right, Matt in Cape Cod. Matt, what's the, uh, what's the answer? Well, Ben, we know we don't have time to run down all stories, but I, I can tell you I'm not as plugged in as I used to be, but I heard nothing about that Brady story, so I'm going to go with uh, number two. There. All right, Matt's going to go with number two, the Brady story. I know you've been very busy, Matt. You're a hardworking man. You're, you got the kids there. you got to bust your ass. I understand. All right, hold on. And we have Radio Rich, the man of many brothel stories. Radio Rich. Much I like when you get down that number three yeah. road. I was going to say, much like when you're at the brothel, you have to pick one, two, or three. Uh, you're going to pick number three, the WNBA story. We don't have time to run down all the stories, but the fake story. Uh, good job by Michael. Good job by you, Justin. It was story number one, the Jay Cutler story. His wife didn't help him get his number, and there were a bunch of goats at Patriot Camp, and the WNBA has been included in the new NBA video game, which I'm sure very few people will play. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80, live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infinity QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. An epic matchup between your two favorite teams, and you're at the game getting the most from what it means to be here with American Express. You breeze through the card member entrance, stop by the lounge, Now it's almost tip-off, and everyone's already on their feet. This is going to be good. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your live sports experience at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Eligible American Express card required. Benefits vary by card and by venue. Terms apply. 
CNN Underscore's Guide to Sleep has tons of recommendations for products that can help you get the best night's sleep ever. All right, let's face it. Most of us have had trouble falling or staying asleep at some point. And there are a lot of products and hacks claiming to be the solution to our sleepless nights. That's why the CNN Underscore team spend hundreds of hours testing products to find the ones that can make a huge difference in the quality of your slumber. Visit Underscore.com now for our ultimate guide to getting better sleep. Billie Eilish and Phineas O'Connell, they're with us today on Crew Call. I'm your host, Anthony D'Alessandro. Billy's vocals, it was automatic art. You know, I had to like choose a more challenging route than just like da 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 da. You know what I'm saying? Like it could have been like easier. And a lot of people have asked me like, how did you choose to have it be so soft and like so simple? And what else was it going to like? That's what the song wanted. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Crew Call podcast on Deadline. Are you looking to step up to a 4K smart TV? One that gives you unparalleled clarity and picture resolution? Then we've got good news for you. Because the Vizio 65-inch V-Series 4K smart TV is now just $348. With all your favorite apps built in, you can stream straight out of the box. You can even sing along to all your favorite music and radio on the iHeartRadio app. Looking for a smaller or bigger screen? Vizio offers unbeatable prices on all V-Series 4K smart TVs. Head to Walmart.com today and score the 4K TV you've been waiting for.